0: Welcome aboard, this is your Captain Johnny.
1: And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public, but what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters, they're just along for the ride upon... The Ships of Chaos. everyone welcome to chaotic Thursday this is Johnny and this is
0: Jess so how was your week Jess oh you know it was good we're doing some pre-spring cleaning I guess me and my daughter cleaning up nice stuff away yeah how about yours pretty boring now that Christmas is over did you get or are you going through like the big return
1: oh yeah we don't deal with that because we're, like, way back in the electronics, okay. so customer service deals with that.
0: Do you, have you had anybody, like, try to skip the customer service line
1: and be like, can you just do it? Well, yeah, we've had a couple, and we can do it back there, so. Well, that's nice for you guys. We had one customer, like, come and, like, return an Apple Watch because they wanted a bigger one. Oh, So, that was fun. We had that today. And his daughter was like, it doesn't matter. That's really expensive for a watch. And he's like, it's cheaper than a Rolex. And I'm like, that's true.
0: That's true. What? (laughs) I didn't even know the Apple Watches came in sizes, different sizes. I thought it was just like a, was it like the size of the face?
1: Yes, the size of the face. Oh, interesting.
0: I don't know what rock I'm
1: living under, but that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So bigger it is, like, the more expensive it is, and then, like, the newer the watch, because, like, we have, like, series three through series six. Okay, yeah, so the newer ones are more expensive. That makes sense. He wanted a newer one and a bigger one, so it was, like, six hundred dollars. Whoa. So, but, yeah, we don't really have that many returns. That's good. That's
0: good. Um, can we just talk about, let's get on eighteen Wolf kick, kind of. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Tyler Hotchlin <sighs> and Superman? Okay, so first of all, it's Tyler Hecklin. Oh, Hecklin. Hecklin. Okay, my
1: bad. Sorry. <laughs> 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 it took me a while to learn how to say his last name too. I, the only reason I know how to say it is because I heard him say it in an interview.
0: Oh, so it's Hecklin. It's Hecklin. Which is really confusing because there's an O in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh my goodness yes that uniform yeah and also
0: this is airing in like January like yeah. by the time people are listening to this it'll be the month so oh,
1: exciting yeah I'm excited and like if you like what I find funny okay is if you see like like the full body suit they've added padding to his butt so his butt is like ridiculously big <laughs> He
0: just needs to do some squats.
1: I don't know why they decided to add that
0: much padding to his butt. Are you sure it's padding? Like, yeah. he really doesn't have, like, a Kim Kardashian ass.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's, like, comically big. Oh, that's... I, I don't
0: know if it's disappointing.
1: I don't... He has a nice- Tyler Hecklin has a nice ass, anyways. There was no reason for that padding. If you ever see him in jeans in Teen Wolf, he has a nice ass. You know what? Now I'm thinking through like the <clears throat>
0: past Superman's. What was the small bill? Tom Welling. Tom Welling? Yeah. I don't think he had a big butt. No. There's like no reason for that
1: ma- that that amount of
0: padding. Also, did Tom Welling did he ever wear
1: the Superman suit? I don't no. know. I don't remember. Ta- I don't oh. remember, remember Smallville. So I remember Superman and Lois. But I think like Smallville was when I was with like that abusive ex that I've kind of blocked out. Oh, At that time. Blocked out at that time. Yeah. So, and uh, let's see. I remember I Superman think- and Lois. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, I've seen like 1978 Superman, but I don't think any Superman has had that amount of padding on their butt. Why am I focusing on the butt? (laughs) Well, why are they adding padding to
0: Tyler's butt? I mean, he has a nice body. Yeah. I don't know. And I can't find
1: anything about Smallville if it ever wore a suit. I don't I don't think Tom Welling ever wore the suit, because it was, like, before he became Superman. Well, he was
0: Superman kind of, like, trying to figure out how he became Superman. It's, like, the pre-saving like saving people, I guess.
1: Yeah. I don't... I think maybe he probably wore it, like, the last episode.
0: The last, yeah. But... Huh. Interesting. But I am excited for... I'm not a big Superman fan, but... I'm I'm in it for Tyler,
1: yeah. Uh, Did you watch the trailer? I haven't watched the trailer. I have seen Superman at Tyler Hecklin as Superman in Supergirl, so he's already like established that character from Supergirl. This is just a spinoff, so cool. I'm still excited. Yeah, that's exciting.
0: Um I'll post the trailer to our Facebook group too so people can have it. I think I, I pulled it up to watch it <clears throat> before you got on and it's just so exciting.
1: i'm I'm really excited and um, I'm excited also for our special our New year's special. I, I really hope people like it. Uh, it'll be posted like a week before this episode, but mm-hmm. um, I'm excited that we're finally starting to venture into other fandoms besides Steric
0: yeah me too yeah so we've said this before in a couple other episodes um but if there are any fandoms you would like us to explore I mean we still have a few chapters to go with radio tower yeah we're on chapter six and we have a list of um fandoms that we would like to read but if there's something that you would like us to read after radio tower let us know if it's not Teen Wolf, or if you want us to stick in Teen Wolf, I mean, we're at the point where we need to <clears throat> kind of figure out where we're going to go after Radio Tower. Yeah. After we leave the Radio Tower. Let's just read all of Hyper Little Nori's works. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> it's not fair to anybody else, but her work is amazing.
1: We've got we've got a lot planned in the future, so I'm excited. I'm Our New Year special was, like, the first time we ventured out of Teen Wolf, and I think we did really well. I think you did really well, considering the story you
0: had to read, and it was hot, and smutty, and amazing. And several voices. Several voices, but (laughs) you did really, really well.
1: Pansy, Pansy was my favorite. My favorite.
0: (laughs) You <laughs> caught me off guard with the pansy voice but
1: <laughs> all right should we do a tower yeah uh give us our uh what do you call it what do we call that thing uh our
0: recap our recap so last week we finished chapter five i believe right we part two of chapter five yeah we got our answer to our other cliffhanger of is styles okay Oh, Jackie, look at the Jacks. This is so cute. Okay, um, so we got our answer if Styles is okay. And in last week's episode, I don't think it was extremely eventful, except for Derek is telling Styles about his spark.
1: Yeah, that's mostly the entire section. <laughs> That's that
0: I think that was the whole part is that Derek was able to heal, absorb. What did he do? He was
1: able to he, uh, absorb his pain and heal the bullet wound.
0: Been healed. Did he heal his own, or did he like he just kind of initiate the healing for Styles? He healed him. He healed him. Okay. And that's all because of his spark. And Styles is kind of like, oh, I knew the thing different about me I just didn't know what it was
1: yeah we forgot one important bit of information oh about my week this week oh yeah we got a new member of the family
0: oh yeah I think we touched on it in the new years yeah maybe Yeah. yeah yeah Johnny has a new family member
1: it's a puppy named Jack Sparrow
0: Jack Sparrow. We'll post a picture of her in our Facebook group. She is yeah. so cute.
1: So cute. She doesn't she doesn't want to go down. She doesn't want to leave the couch. So she's just gonna be here.
0: <laughs> so cute. Oh puppers. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: But I think that's it for my recap. Is there anything that I'm missing? I and mean, it was a lot of spark, just about yeah. the spark.
1: Yeah, it was a big cooldown from the pandemonium.
0: Um, did they talk about whether they were going to move forward trying to find Cora and Isaac or if they were going to go back to the safe haven?
1: I think they decided they were going to move
0: forward on finding Cora. Yeah, the trying to find Cora. Okay, yeah. Uh
1: they they talked about the spark and then they got back in the car and Styles started driving because derek looked tired like drained he was just completely drained mm-hmm. he was sharing derek. his alpha power so that makes
0: sense a little bit
1: yeah and we taught we just dis- we discussed the logistics of how the bullet went through the window and how to get blood out of leather oh all the blood in the car <laughs> yeah
0: yeah Okay, but that's it. We're heading, we're moving forward to see if we can find Cora and Isaac. Yeah. And anybody else.
1: So this is episode, uh, not episode. This is chapter six, part one, in the moonlight. In the moonlight. Da, 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 da. I'm not sure how many pages it is. You are twenty pages. Twenty pages? That shouldn't be too bad. Okay.
0: Are we getting voices this time? Have you pre-read it? pre-read?
1: I worked all day. (laughs) And then when I got home, I made a stupid meme about fan fiction.
0: Which is very accurate. (laughs) I have books that I've never cracked open because
1: I'm like, oh, fan fiction. I've owned Midnight Sun, the like fifth Twilight book for like two months and I've yet to read it because I was reading, I've been reading Twilight fan fiction
0: we'll get to it eventually
1: yeah so okay so we are this is after they leave the where they were hiding so styles could re, uh regain himself okay
0: is there like a time pass is that way you're kind of recapping
1: It's a little bit of time passed, like they've been driving for like a few hours. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Ready. Okay. The full moons that Styles had experienced in Derek's company had been no more or less remarkable than any other. There was always a withdrawn jittery edge to him though, like a man constantly waiting for something that was only exasperated by the pressure of the hunters following them and possibly finding Cora. They swapped positions in the car at dawn. When dawn went, uh, when when dawn, more crossover with Buffy the Vampire Slayer apparently. <laughs> when Derek had woken, looking almost like himself, but when he'd taken the will, it'd been with that familiar uneasy energy mixed with pensive silence. Derek uh, <laughs> Styles wound, wound the red string around his fingers. The way his mother had done with him when he was little, and they sat out on the porch on the summer evenings, cross-legged and playing cat's cradle, waiting for his dad to come off shift. He slid his long finger through the parallel loop on the opposite hand and pulled, keeping his hands as busy as his mind. The full moon was coming that night. Stiles couldn't help but think that the hunters might consider it poetic to chase them down while it was high in the sky. If not them, perhaps Cora, if she really was out there. What's the likelihood that we can get into reserve and out again before the moon rises? Stiles asked as he pulled the string taunt via another loop. The string was soft and warm from use by now. He'd done this so often since they left the tower. He found the mindless, constant movement soothingly distracting. There was a strange feeling still ticking at the back of his mind that wouldn't settle, a sensation that whispered that they needed to get away from the reserve while they still could. It wasn't as intense as the dark present the bone men haunted him with. But it set his teeth on edge nonetheless, made him remember the anxiety when he tried to sleep after watching a scary movie he'd been too young to see. We'll have to hide the car. We can't just drive into the trees, Derek said, eventually checking the mirrors often, as if he didn't really didn't want to rely on his abilities after the hunters had managed to get the jump on them back at the house. When they knew how to sneak up on a werewolf, Derek had said, so they naturally couldn't depend on Derek's supernatural senses. They had to be smart, quiet, and quick. Johnny is drinking red soda, and red soda makes Johnny jumpy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not red soda. Orange soda.
0: (laughs) I love orange soda. When I was pregnant with Ella, I drank the shit out of orange soda.
1: It's the uh, mandarin uh, Mexican orange soda. It's so good. good. If you want to stay with the car. Oh, no. If you want to stay with the car, you'd better say so. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to stay with the car, you'd better say so now. Derek hesitated. We got lucky in the house. They didn't anticipate you stepping in to save me or for us to work together so well. They underestimated, underestimated us. They won't again. You make it sound like we got off easy, Styles offered, thinking of the blood, of the sound of the trap's metal jaw, jaws snapping shut around Derek's leg, the shock of cold as the bullet had ripped through him. If he let himself think about it, he could feel the rush of panic gnawing at the back of his mind, ready to surge up and take him over like a treacherous undercurrent, so he didn't think. What are you drinking? Oh, ginger ale. (laughs) Don't worry, it's apple Um, juice. It's
0: just ginger ale.
1: (laughs) Have you ever watched Rumi Official? What is it? It's a YouTube channel called Rumi Official. I don't think so. He does this thing called One Guy in, like, 28 Voices. Yeah. Where he sings and he goes, like, the different genres of music. But, like, one of his most famous, like, lines is he's drinking, like, a drink for Sweden because he's Swedish. And he says, don't worry, it's apple juice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, oh, funny. He twisted the string in his grasp, focusing on the stark red against his skin and the places where his flesh pinched and pinked under the pressure of the frayed fibers. We did get off easy, Derek said bluntly, glancing across, eyes lingering for a touch longer on the movements of Stiles' string-entwined fingers. If you want to stay in the car... Can you stop saying that? Styles cut him off heatedly, speaking almost in one breath. I'm not staying in the car. You said it yourself. We work well together. We've got synergy, dude. If you think I'm l- letting you march off into a mess of hunters and monsters, while well, I'm so on edge. It's like the insidious theme song is on repeat somewhere. You're insane. We're in this together, all right? we're a team and there's no i in team i'm not alone anymore and neither are you so stop acting like you have to face down what's left of the world by yourself i'm the whole time I'm thinking like synergy is a movie theater here in 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 my town
0: so I actually have a question so they're looking for Cora and Isaac are they approaching like the house, the, like, neighborhood that they were last spotted in, or are they doing, like, a supply run before they get there?
1: They're, they're they're approaching the reserve. Okay, They're approaching the reserve that Cora was last seen at. Derek looked over at him then, his initial confusion fading into fond exasperation. You really have no control over your mouth when you're passionate about something. Do you? He asked but it wasn't really a question. He seemed to internally sigh as he looked back to the road, but Styles couldn't help but notice a little twitch at the corner of his mouth. Solidarity with someone who'd seen him at his worst probably wasn't something Derek had experienced often, if ever. Your dad always said his kid chattered like a monkey. Styles gave a snort of a laugh, flicking the red string off his fingers and straighten it out before starting all over again. Sliding one finger under the loop and pulling a taunt and pulling taunt. He couldn't help but notice the way Derek glanced at his hands every so often. And Stiles wondered if he was annoying him, but he didn't look aggravated. He looked almost appreciative and not of the string either. Ooh. <laughs>
0: I don't want to get my hopes up. Every time I get my hopes up, we get blueballed. So,
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Did you see? Do you are you a member of Steric World on Facebook? Yes. Did you yeah. see the caption where like the Styles is ha- holding the extra large condoms and extra, extra large. <laughs> and Derek is like Styles. They know. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: I did. I had a good
1: laugh about that earlier. That was hilarious. (laughs) Style shifted in his seat and pulled at another loop. Did my dad talk about me a lot? Derek nodded. He talked about your mother too. Not all the time, just little comments, I guess. Or if someone caught him lost in his thoughts, he'd say something like, Styles had this way of breaking awkward silences, or Stiles would give him hell about eating this. Derek's fingers curled a little tighter around the steering wheel. It broke his heart, you know. I think if he hadn't had the other Beacon Hill survivors to think of, the kids, the elderlies, he would have lo- just laid down and died after he lost you. Styles felt a knot in his throat and swallowed hard, curling his, curled his fingers, closed around the string now. Yeah, I, I, he was a good sheriff, a good leader. Makes sense, he kinda, he's kind of in charge at the settlement. He's always good in a crisis. Except when his mother had died, of course. His dad had all but given up after losing his wife. He'd almost gone through the first eighteen months without her on autopilot, surviving life rather than living it, unwittingly leaving Styles to take care of a lot of the household. Oh my gosh, I love orange soda, but such bursts. Where was I? Okay, rather than rather than living it unwittingly, leaving Styles to take care of a lot of the household ho- Housework, the the. Th- th- Leaving Styles to take care of a lot of the household chores and upkeep to fix the meals and get himself to school. Then one day his dad had come home to find Styles elbow deep in in this dish dishwater in this kitchen sink, a basket full of clean folded laundry behind him on the counter, and empty grocery bags on the side. Styles had turned his head and called out Your dinner's in the fridge, dad. And his dad had just stared at him for a long time, no doubt realizing just m- how much his son had forced to grow up, how much responsibility he'd taken on. His dad had been better than that for him, Styles thought. But they'd been better together, and Styles couldn't imagine him carrying on after losing Styles too. It seemed jarring. I don't think he ever really stopped believing he'd turn around and see you standing there even though he thought you were dead it's almost like he's still waiting styles cuffed away the tears that had gathered in the corners of his eyes and cleared his throat he didn't know what to say his chest ached, ached, with the lack of his dad with the thought of his dad still out there thinking he was all alone he'd felt that himself for long enough not long now he told himself I used to wonder who was looking up at the same sky as me, you know? Styles asked, thinking of the oncoming moon that night yet again. At least their conversa- conversation seemed to have calmed the nervous energy in Derek's Some Relaxed him. After a moment of silence, he added, Do werewolves really howl at the moon? He couldn't shake the idea of Derek's solitary solitary black wolf, his head tipped back as he bayed mournfully, called into the dark nothingness in an effort to expel the loneliness. We howl at the pack, not the moon, Derek said distantly. Styles wondered if he had done exactly that and received nothing but echoes in answer. He wondered who Derek was thinking of at that moment, moment most prominently. Cora? Laura, his uncle, his parents. There was so much loss in Derek that Styles often speculated who occupied the moments he seemed to drift. What was it like having a big family? he asked before he could stop himself. When Derek tensed, Nunkles going white around the steering wheel instead of backtracking, all Styles could do was talk. And talk and talk until his head was buzzing. I mean, Mom, she had a hard time with me. He gave a little snort. In, many, in so many ways, seriously. But she couldn't have any more kids after me. And when she died, I always thought, you know, how it might have been nice to have someone, someone else to share all that heartache with, even when Dad didn't want to talk about it all. My dad's great. I love him, you know. And we always did everything together. Even after mom died, he made a real effort in effort to make time with me. Maybe especially then, but he's not a talker, you know, he probably didn't get much chance. Derek offered deadpan and styles gave a startled laugh. <laughs> Derek's lip twitched. the banter, the, the opening up the casual touching. It was getting easier. So perfectly, painfully, beautifully easy. Scary. Ha, Derek replied. So you were the middle kid. That's gotta be tough. Or at least that's what everyone says. Derek shrugged, and for a beat Styles thought that was the only reply he'd get. Then Derek did that thing where his lips parted on the precipice of speech just a second before his actual words followed. I didn't really feel like a victim of middle child syndrome or anything. Laura was the oldest, the one who would succeed my mother to become an alpha. Maybe it was because my mother worked her pretty hard, but she really was my dad's girl, you know? They were the jokers, they'd laugh, and she, my dad and my grandparents used to spend a lot of time in the woods We called it hiking, but it was more. Styles blinked. He was reluctant to speak and interrupt probably the longest monologue Derek had ever given. But when the quiet descended, he suggested, Like werewolf camping? Running, I guess. They love to just run and run. Dad used to say he was checking the perimeter. But he was so relaxed he didn't really worry about any of that. Not really. Cora was the baby, so everyone loved her. She used to follow Uncle Peter around like a th- little duck, and he'd pretend to be irritated, try to get her into trouble. He was more like an older brother than an uncle. He was such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That is like, that sentence, sentence is the most accurate, that sentence is the most accurate um, description of D- Peter ever. Peter mm-hmm. is a dick. Yeah. The only, the only redeeming quality he has is he punched a Nazi once. Well. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Nazis.
0: Nobody likes Nazis, but he has, has something going for him. That's, uh, yeah, accurate. Oh, I end the line before seeing is how he always had that like older brother mentality, yeah, not so much uncle, but definitely, like yeah, he, older.
1: yeah, because Peter's only a few years older than Derek. Speaking of which, okay, I have never wanted to refuse a customer service until one gentleman who came into Walmart today. Oh, he was an ass. And he was wearing a giant swastika. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. In the middle of freaking Texas. I I don't even have words. Yeah. And I am not allowed to refuse service to anybody or I'd lose my job. But I never wanted to refuse service until I saw this guy. Yeah, I don't even know what to say.
0: Yeah. I I believe everybody has, like, a right to their own beliefs and speech, you know, that's the American way, but also don't be disgusting about it. Like, I, I don't, people, <laughs>
1: I'm speechless. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I'm not even like as annoyed at the people who are not wearing the mask in the men. Like, we mandate that people wear masks in the store. I'm not even that annoyed at that, but the freaking swastika and this guy was a complete asshole.
0: Yeah, it's just not
1: cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to our podcast. <laughs> I just needed to get that out. Yeah,
0: sorry to deal with that. That's frustrating.
1: I, ha- I lost where I was. Okay, he was such a dick. Yep. Peter is a dick. Let's all agree on that. <laughs> there was an edge of doting amusement similar to the kind he expressed with Styles that touched his expression. And Styles' heart stuttered in appreciation of the warmth in Derek's eyes. His voice, like everything else, he likely didn't get the chance to recall his family in a positive light with anyone either. So you were a mama's boy, huh? Styles asked, reading between the lines, a light teasing in his voice that he hoped would keep the tone light, stop Derek from slipping into the melancholy that would likely follow his nostalgia. To his, de- to his delight, a light flush burned Derek's cheese- cheeks. Laura used to say that, I guess, he replied awkwardly. Stiles gave, gave a gleeful laugh that for just that moment chased the demons from his head. Dampened the eerie pulse of darkness at the corner of his mind, like sunlight breaking through a veil of dark clouds. Dude, you are just totally adorable when you blush," he said before he could stop himself. "Aw, <laughs> so sweet. They're teasing each other." Mm-hmm. He gave a smaller, more nervous laugh when he saw the surprised register on Derek's face before he glanced back on to the road again. Stiles cleared his throat. Derek was a good few years older, but Stiles didn't think he had much more experience with compliments or affection or romance. His own face burned uncontrollably at the easy appearance of that word in his mind, and he twisted the red string around one fingernail, wrapping it around and round before moving along to the next. I, I used to do that all the time with string. <clears throat> it's highly likely that I'll talk one of us to into an early grave before we get anywhere near the settlement, Stiles murmured half-heartedly. My dad did sort of warn you, I guess. Derek was silent for a moment. Then he shrugged, staring straight ahead. I don't mind it. Styles blinked. You don't? You say some peculiar things, some crazy shit, and you never sit still. Derek added the latter with a tone of exasperation. But, Styles prompted, there's a but, right? I like your company, Derek said, almost offensively. You have a wicked sense of humor, and there's just, there's something about you that hasn't been tainted by everything you've seen. I've never met anyone like you before.
0: Okay, just real quick. <clears throat> the line but, there is a butt, right? Yeah. Did you watch the Buffy episode where she tells Giles he has a butt face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> just not even an important line, but he goes, Oh what? <laughs> you have a butt coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the tinge and awe in his tone made everything in style stop made his brain lull in a state of surprise calm and he braved a glance at derek who was determinedly not looking at him he had trouble expressing himself in a way that was the opposite to styles styles kept talking himself in circle, in circles where ease derek sorry go ahead where ease derek seemed to rarely speak about what he felt at all he was now though in fact, he'd offer more consecutive words in the last day or so than he had since Styles had known him. Styles wondered if it was because the last great barrier, Derek knowing about Styles's spark, had come down between them. But something had changed. He remembered the feel of Derek's breath on his lips and licked them self-consciously. You <laughs> look like so anxious.
0: All right, well, you know, we're remembering the almost kiss. I just yeah. give them something. Just something.
1: I never really met many people, Styles said eventually. Oh no. neat meet me. I never really met many people, Styles said eventually. I mean never really got to know many people. Beacon Hills isn't that big and everyone knew I was the sheriff's kid. It sort of came with a stigma in middle school, you know? That was the age when everyone started doing things they shouldn't, so they avoided me. And I was kind of a weirdo anyway, anyway, which didn't help. I only really had Scott, he was my best friend. My only friend, really. When the world started to go to shit, and I was a bit older, me and Heather, the daughter of my mom's best friend, had a one-time thing. We used to be close when we were toddlers, but we got to know each other in this sort of desperate, end of the world, don't want to die a virgin way. And after that, there was this one time with one, one of my dad's deputies, one of the guys who was a few years older than me in school, but it wasn't, it wasn't a connection, you know. Did he just tell him about his sex life? hmm <laughs> well his one time no okay. he his his several times because he did it with heather and then one of the deputies oh, which yeah. might not have been legal
0: that's right that's right e. <laughs> interesting <laughs> styles
1: he dragged his hand through his hair bracing on his elbow but on the car door by the window and dragging his mouth across his knuckles as he tried to make his thoughts slow enough for him to grasp them before they came out of his mouth. As always, he was nervously talking himself into a deeper and deeper hole. There was no helping it. Did you have a, have a connection, I mean? Derek's jaw tensed in a way, the way Styles knew meant his own demons were making themselves known i had my family styles knew a dismissal when he heard one he'd experienced enough of them in his life he was well he was also well practiced in taking them gracefully though he just nodded a few times pressing the first knuckle of his thumb into his lower <coughs> as he watched the world outside the silence that swept through the car was so thick with tension that when Derek spoke. Styles jumped a little, even though his voice was soft, almost distant. I thought I had a connection once before. Stiles turned his head slowly, reluctant to make any fast movements that would jerk Derek from his reverie, from this place where he felt he could tell Styles this for whatever reason. He bent the he bit the inside of his lower lip, struggling va- valiantly to not interrupt. She got me to trust her, Derek said, face set with a dark, drawn distaste for the memory evidently clouding his mind. His fingers curled a little tighter around the steer- steering wheel. She turned, me, she turned out to be a hunter and tried to burn my house to the ground with my family inside it, back in our hometown long before. The Alpha Pack outed us to the world. He said so matter of fact, so rigidly as if he wanted to give nothing away. Well, oh well, give nothing away. Holy shit, Styles gasped before he could stop himself. Derek lifted his chin a little in defiance of the emotion likely driving through his bu- veins. She failed. My uncle Peter and my sister Laura. They were arriving home from some function or another. They caught her in the act, but she escaped. His nostrils flared as he exhaled with tight contained sufferance. So a couple years later, when the world turned to shit, her and her father took advantage and outed us to the humans instead. Their actions had resulted in the riots that killed some of the Hales leaving the survivors to flee their hometown, Styles's mind supplied. His feet scu- scuffed together in the footwell, and he shifted uncomfortably in the passenger seat as he put the pieces together from what Derek had told him thus far. You know what? I never thought about it, but that is called the footwell, isn't it?
0: <laughs> is that where, like, the pedals are?
1: No, like, where
0: you, like... In the floorboard of the car, where you put your- On the passenger side. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. That's interesting. Uh, Maybe it's just called that in England. Probably. That makes sense. It's where you rest your feet. (laughs) England makes things so fancy. To us, you know, Americans. (laughs)
1: But no, because like when I was in high school I just wanted to be Spike so much that I just started talking in a British accent and now like every once in a while when I'm upset I'll slip into it. I remember when you used to do that. Yeah, my mom's talking over here. She's like, Yeah, I remember when you used to do that. Funny. <laughs> I wanted to I be didn't Spike. Even an I, I, told, I when I met Juliet Landu, I told her like she and Spike like were a big part of me discovering who I was in high school. Yeah. Dis- so cool. Discovering that I'm transgender, that I'm non-binary, you know? Yeah. And she, like, cried and hugged me and said, thank you for telling me that. Aww, that's so cool. So, I can't wait to meet Spike and tell him the same thing in February.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I look forward to his
1: reaction to it. Speaking of, Johnny will be uh, live streaming po- Pensacon in February. Yes. So, yay. yay. <laughs> so, okay. but let's, let's leave that till February. We have time for that. Okay. She used you to get to your family, Style surmised, reading between the lines. He watched out of the corner of his eyes, not quite daring to look straight on. Derek's jaw tightened, ticked. At the corner, as if the hinge were about to snap from the tension there. She was a hunter, Derek repeated tightly, as if that explained everything. And Styles nodded slowly as he processed that it didn't take a great detective to deduce why Derek was talking so, was taking it so personally. He felt guilty. He felt betrayed, hurt. He loved her, perhaps or thought he might have at least and if it had happened before Derek had come to Beacon Hills before werewolves were out into the world he must have been young very young okay I just wanted to put a trigger warning here for the next 45 seconds we will be talking about child abuse and statutory rape if you want to skip over that section if it makes you uncomfortable please feel free to do that okay so that is one of the reasons i hate kate no 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 hear me out okay derek was 15 years old 15 kate was 25 oh so not only is he young she had there are references where she had sex with him which means not only did she get hit, use him to get to her family to to burn down their house, she committed statutory rape on this boy and then used him to kill his family. And that is why I hate Kate so much more than any other villain in Teen Wolf.
0: We may need to add a trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, that, the, I feel your passion for this. It's-
1: I'm very passionate about that, how much I hate Kate. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there's a trigger warning there. What happened to her? It was too much to hope Rapanthi or the Bone Boneman, had torn her to shreds, he supposed. Exha- exhaling through his nose once more with the composure of an incensed bull, Derek muttered with dark satisfaction, in the riots where we lost some of our family. My uncle Peter used her own gun to shoot her in the throat. He gave a little shrug. My mother was furious, said Peter had shown them. We were every bit the monsters. We were accused of being, but he was glad Peter had done it. Wasn't ashamed of that whatever other self-deprecating demons plagued him every day he wasn't sorry for the woman that had cost him so much was gone Styles couldn't blame him one good thing about the apocalypse I guess if there was if he were in Derek's shoes he would have felt exactly the same did he get oh no did he get the dad too before you had to get out of Dodge? If only, Derek replied with inflection, distant and distracted as if he were contemplating the riot, the moment he lost his family, lost members of his family, perhaps, or whatever else had happened after the woman had fallen that day. After a long while, during which Styles had given up expecting further ex- explanation, Derek said darkly, voice like the first flo- slow ominous roll of thunder sig- signaling the onset of the storm. Her name was Kate Argent. Kate Argent. Judging by the pointed silence that had followed the statement, Stiles knew just knew what that meant. Kate Argent, daughter of Gerard Argent, the man that was hunting them, possibly hunting Cora. He was the father of the woman that had tried to burn the Hales alive, had orchestrated the riot that had killed some of Derek's family and driven the rest from their hometown. Suddenly, Derek's reaction to him on the road was the way he'd forsaken his pride Everything to get away from Gerard, Gerard's company unscathed, it made sense, clicked into place like the last piece of the puzzle. Still, there was one thing that didn't make sense, and despite the mood that settled over him, over them, Styles couldn't help but voice his confusion. Didn't you say there was Chris Argent helping run the settlement with my dad? Derek cut him a glance. I'm surprised you remembered that. It had been months ago after all. That conversation, almost another lifetime away. Chris isn't like them. That was the only answer Stiles received. Even though it opened up another world of questions, it was the only thing Derek said in a long time. They drove through a cluster of houses in the edge of the woods. The the reserve had been built on the grounds of an old, abandoned mine. The house had once belonged to the miners decades ago, Stiles guessed. They looked to have gone into despair long before the apocalypse. Modest dwellings for only one or two people. They stowed the Camaro in the garage of one of them, covering any sign they come this way. As best they could, before heading into the trees on foot, with bare essentials with the, in the bags slung over their backs. Stiles's eyes were everywhere as they moved further and further into the untrustworthy embrace of the forest. He could hear birds and the movement of the trees in the subtle, in the subtle upcoming oncoming autumn air. There was a sense of life here, the same as there had been in Sal salvata but that didn't abate the wrongness that radiated from it the sense of danger didn't come from behind them from where the hunters were no doubt approaching in that far distance it was all around them you said something derek noted it felt bizarre to know the feeling was real that it wasn't simply unreliable luck wishful thinking or an un- over <laughs> an overactive imagination it was real It was another sense, as real as his eyesight or sense of smell. It was real. Derek had asked him about it like he could trust it, like Derek trusted it. Right then, he supposed it was more reliable than Derek's werewolf abilities, with the hunters able to disguise themselves against them. Stiles wished he knew more, wished he could do more, especially since it could be an edge against hunters. Could who would likely assume they'd rely on werewolf skills alone. They could be quick, they could be quiet, be smart, but what if the hunters were smarter? They'd been doing this for years, after all. It's different from the feeling I got from the hunters, Stiles replied. He couldn't explain it better than that. But from the way Derek nodded as he looked about them, testing the air with his own senses, it seemed he understood well enough. Styles bit the inside inside of his mouth. It's not as intense as the wrongness from the Bone Men, but it feels like them too. When Derek met his eyes, he dragged his hand up through the back of his hair, self-consciously. I know I can't possibly know. I think you know more than you realize. The weight of the rucksack was distributed unevenly from where Styles had swung it over one shoulder like he'd used to do in school. Even after all these years, he pulled the other strap over his arm to carry the weight more comfortably as they moved deeper into the trees. He felt wrong, exposed out here, and he couldn't help but scan the wilderness for a glimpse of of the unnatural eyes he felt on him. He took a few quick steps to catch up to Derek and ducked his head, a little abashed when Derek turned his head to look at him. He slowed his pace, though, falling in the step beside Stiles without saying a word. What does it feel like, your spark? Derek asked after a good dozen feet of quiet when Stiles just looked at him. He jerked his chin in annoyance. If you treat it like it's taboo, you'll never learn more about it. It's a feeling for you, right? An instinct for when to be guarded. For when you have to move away from from something. Stiles licked his lips and again, Derek's eyes moved to the motion before turning back to their path ahead. It's like a sense of foreboding a lot of the time. It varies in strength. I used to just think it was my gut, you know? I suppose it is, like some sparked up super gut instinct or something. He remembered the night in that house all those years ago. When the bone men stood over him, and his instincts had woken him long before they'd entered the house, he shuddered now seeing their glowing eyes in the chasm of their lifeless sockets everywhere. So, what's it telling you now? Derek asked. Styles stopped, and Derek mimicked the motion almost instantly, offering Styles the startling realization of just how in tune their movements were becoming. He was aware of every little twitch Derek made, and Derek seemed to react the same to him, maybe more so, as a wolf. He realized then that Derek was looking for an answer, staring about the force again, searching for it to pull in either direction. It's like a voice inside telling me what to do, which Stiles tried to explain, frustrated. It's just a feeling. I didn't even really notice it until you mentioned it. It's just something that's there, something I automatically just did for years. I don't know how to put that into words. So don't, Derek said as if it was so simple. Don't explain it. Just tell me what it makes you want to do. With an exasperated sigh, Stiles dragged his thumb over the straps of his rucksack and pushed the pressure off his shoulders. Turning to either side as if the trees held the answer, this thing inside him, it wasn't something he could ch- listen to. He just, it just makes me want to get as far away f- as possible, Styles said at last, feeling useless. Away from what direction in particular? Derek asked. When Stiles didn't answer right away, he reached out without thinking. Broad, shoulders, broad fingers closing around Stiles' wrist and drawing him a few steps forwards. When Styles didn't react, he moved him in another direction, then another.
0: He's like, I can't even think of the term, but he's like pushing him, like like a like a magnet. Like, are you going to pull this way? Are you gonna pull that way? Like a puppet. He's like puppeteering him right
1: now. <laughs> yeah. Like a marionette. Yeah. Styles just followed in stumbling steps, his wrist tingling at the contact, even through the sleeve of his red hoodie. Stiles just followed him in stumbling steps, his wrist tingling at the contact, even through the sleeve of his red hoodie. His chest tightened and his stomach flipped. His skin rose with goosebumps all the way up his arm, and his lips parted slightly before he could say a word. Derek tugged him in another direction. He jerked his face to face him, when Styles instinctively dug his heels into the ground, this way, huh? Derek asked, releasing Styles' wrists only to lunge and grasp him by the biceps when he stumbled into the sudden absence of contact. <laughs> I'm just picturing this. <laughs> Derek drew closer, searching his face, and Styles regained his footing, but but hesitated on meeting Derek's eyes. When he did, there was something, some understanding there, some echo of reciprocation in the warmth the contact filled him with. It was growing a little more each day, and with every little casual touch, he felt a little less crazy, a little less hopeless. In the moment, he could clearly see the same thought reflected in complicated green eyes. Let's go. Derek breathed, squeezing his arm before releasing them. Styled blinked. You want to go toward the place my bad vibe meter is telling you to steer clear of, he demanded in disbelief. Bad vibe-o-meter. Bad (laughs) vibe-o-meter. Knowing that he didn't ease the sensation of of his stomach. Knowing that didn't ease the sensation of his stomach. Clenching (laughs) and negation negation at every step. (laughs) Step. <clears throat> Every movement was a- accompanied by a harrowing sense of dread that made his that made bile burn up in his throat as if he dr- if, as if dried meat he'd swallowed down for breakfast was still lodged somewhere in his chest. It was all exasperated by the pitiful amount of sleep they'd had, but he knew they had to keep moving if Cora was here, they needed to find her and ga- get out before the moon rose. He didn't know how but he just knew it
0: so is there like wouldn't Derek feel that there are other werewolves around or is there like a distance like a distance they have to be a certain distance away like close uh
1: yeah he 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 discussed this with the, him earlier remember in chapter five how he talked about um what was it chapter four we talked about he wasn't able to do de- establish that connection with Cora before they were separated. Like, he can feel like she's still alive, like somewhere back there, but he can't decide, he can't figure out where or in what direction. And that's just a pack thing, right? It's just
0: a pack he, could, he could sense his pack members had they had that connection. Got it. Okay, I, I, I remember now.
1: Yeah. Okay. The spark, the sense of foreboding, it only grew in strength as they walked. By the time the sun was high in the sky... Beyond the veil of trees, his head was pounding and his body was screaming with ex- exhaustion. He hadn't stopped, but he could tell his pace had slowed considerably. The ground began to slope downward in such a way that even the old, overgrown, near-forgotten path the miners had once traveled, Styles found himself stumbling over his feet. The trail grew more and more steep, but in the distance down in the pit of the valley, Styles thought he could just make out the edge of the old mine entrance, one of them at least. When he considered the map last, he had looked like the mine had been a labyrinth of sorts, with with at least three entrances. In his mind, he pictured the gaping, cavernous opening, daring anyone to brave the darkness within, He imagined what must lurk in the dark and felt his stomach churn, felt an awful hunch that if there was any place he wanted to visit least, it would be there. Already he could imagine the red eyes in the face of nothing and the icy fingers of the bone men gaping at him while he was all but blind. He missed his step with a jerk and Stiles stumbled, arms spiraling, Derek's hand flew out and caught him around the chest at the last second, hauling him back upright against the nearest tree, steadying him even as Stiles' chest heaved. As Derek had caught him, Stiles had grasped Derek's arm instinctively. He didn't let go immediately, even when he was upright. His eyes fell shut as he he waited for the initial shock of the near fall to subside.
0: Wait, Derek grabbed his chest. Does that mean his arm came like
1: yeah behind him. okay i think what happened is derek like grabbed him from behind in his chest and then pulled pulled himself back to the tree and then just pulled styles to his chest that's what i'm picturing okay whoa he panted resting his head back against the tree that would have been nasty where was your head at derek demanded voice sharp his brow was furrowed with worry when Styles finally cracked open his eyes again. Styles glanced down the incline of the earth, wondering just how much damage he might have done to himself if he had fallen. When his eyes caught the glimpse of the wooden supports of the mine shaft in the distance, he winced. Just a feeling, he murmured. Overactive imagination, I guess. Wait, so he was trying to go towards the mine shaft? Yeah, they're trying to go to the, towards the mine shaft. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know where I am. <laughs> yeah, they're walking towards a mineshaft. Slowly, Derek withdrew his stabilizing arm. As if he weren't entirely sure Stiles could remain upright if he took it away. He followed Stiles' gaze thought- thoughtfully. For a fleeting second, Stiles thought there was a worrying hint in Derek's expression that Stiles is feeling may have more substance than just his imagination but it was gone before he could question it. Let's take a breather. Derek offered, reaching into the back slump over his shoulder and offered one of the boxes up to Stiles containing some, containing some of the dried fruit and meat. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Styles hesitated, then shook his head. You don't have to slow down for me. I can keep going. When he moved to step forward, however, Derek's hand splayed across his chest to halt him. Styles could feel his touch even through his two t-shirts and his hoodie, and he felt like everything in him stopped at the contact. He studied Derek's face with guarded uncertainty, knowing how close they were, how pivotal it was that they stay ahead of Gerard. Time was not on their side, and he knew he was slowing Derek down. He couldn't bear it if they failed, if something happened, and it was his fault. We both need to rest, Derek said, even as Stiles' heartbeat ticked upward at the lingering touch. I am good, Stiles promised, but didn't move forward. Derek, f- Derek's face twisted with frustration. You know I can hear your heartbeat, right? Styles blinked. Yeah. In the absence, in the abstract sense, he'd known it, but it still felt like the jerk of a misstep to hear it confirmed. Derek had never called him on it, but Styles had felt for a long time that Derek knew when he was lying. He'd known that werewolves and other supernatural beings could read chemo signals. At least those rumors had spread before they'd been. Fr- forced to run from Beacon Hills, Derek had confirmed the truth in them not long after they'd met. But aside from those moments where Derek would incline his head slightly as if listening or reading something from his scent, he never actually showed any sign of that ability to read anything from him because he trusted Styles enough now, knew he didn't have to be afraid of Styles' reaction to what he was. Still, Stiles knew a moment of panic at what Derek might have read from him in the last couple months, something he'd never been forced to consider, especially given the gradual build in his connection to Derek. Derek's eyes scanned him as his face burned, eyebrows still drawn in a little, as if he wasn't certain of something. Stiles felt his breath catch, knew Derek could hear that too without any shadow of a doubt, without any delusional, delusion of denial. He couldn't help but realize that Derek looked at him so often like he was seeing something deeper than his skin. It's not like I can read your mind, Derek said, perhaps a little quickly, evidently sensing Styles' panic.
0: But it's almost like he's reading his mind. Yeah. <laughs> knowing that that's what he's panicking about. <laughs> he, he,
1: he knows that Styles is hard as skipping. Yeah. He just doesn't know quite why. Yeah. Well, and
0: I feel like in past chapters... Maybe near the beginning, they talked about how there, or we maybe have talked about it, that Styles' spark was kind of keeping Derek from getting a full read on him.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I know. Styles knew. He knew it was just Derek's way of saying he knew Styles was shattered and needed to rest and wasn't going to let him walk until he wore his feet away. But that wasn't what had Styles avoiding his eyes. He lowered himself to the higher, flatter ground that stretched around the steeper incline like a defensive arm around the lower ground, the abandoned mine at the edge of the small valley below. He rested his back against one of the trees there, digging through the foods Derek had offered him and holding some out to Derek without really looking. After resealing the container, he took a deep drink of water, if only to keep his mouth too occupied to say something stupid. It wasn't that Derek had this ability that had been something he'd known in the back of his mind. No, it was the fact that those words, the, that admission of Derek's made him realize that he had something to hide. When he made to gather himself after Derek had finished taking a few deep gulfs of water, Derek held a hand out to stall him. We should rest. We should keep going, Stiles protested, because, because Gerard hadn't stopped. And that, Of that he was sure because the mine just a few hundred yards away still gave him chills. His bones were practically humming with unease even though he was so tired they ached simultaneously. Hyper yet exhausted I have animals. <laughs> Hyper yes yet exhausted beyond words. He was pretty sure the tightness in his neck The ache in his skull was the result of being tense too long and too little sleep. It didn't make sense in a way to stop right there. He'd been in this situation before, so tired he thought he might collapse if he took another step, sore and sick of feeling of doom pressing down on him. But he kept moving because he'd know if he didn't, he'd be a lot worse off.
0: We have enough,
1: head start. Ten minutes to recharge is not going to make a difference, Derek protested. Styles dragged a hand across the back of his neck, grinding the pads of his fingers into the tight knots there. He jumped when Derek moved forward, the closeness making him blink blink like some startled deer for a second. The look in Derek's eyes was that of the wolf, as he always did whenever he crossed the boundaries of human contact. He seemed to search Stiles' face before reaching out and letting his broad fingers curl around Stiles' name. Drawing in a sharp, stuttered breath, Stiles tensed. Derek's eyes flickered down to the place where his heart was pounding frantically. Stiles wanted to squint his eyes shut because he knew, he just knew Derek was seeing something Stiles didn't want him to see. But he wasn't even sure what that was. He kept his eyes open because to close them would have given even more of himself away. That was when he saw black tendrils creeping up Derek's arm, drawing the soreness and discomfort that lack of stri- sleep and stress invoked. His body almost slumped in relief as it all left him, and as Derek's hand drew back, he let his head tip back against the tree. A shiver carried through Styles that in that Moment, at least, he was more to do with the cold than the unease. He thought longingly of the warmth and perhaps misguided sense of security of the Camaro and his blankets in the footwell. He didn't even realize he'd closed his eyes until they opened again to see a black wolf staring back at him with Derek's hazel green eyes. Again, Derek seemed to hesitate, giving Styles all the time in the world to protest or escape. Before he stretched out half across Derek Stiles's leg, the heat of him soaking into Stiles' body. That's, that sounds so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, you're cozy, Stiles groaned in appreciation. He hated being cold, and he'd spent too much of his adult life cold and alone. You've been holding out on me. <laughs>
0: I love that laugh. Thank you. (laughs) But also, like, he slept in a bed with him so he would know how warm he was. Like, as a dog. Or not as a dog. I mean, he's not a dog. Or as a wolf. That's just funny.
1: Let's just say as a canine?
0: As a canine. (laughs)
1: And
0: as a furry. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I I can't. What happened?
1: Furry has such a, a, a connotation to it. Oh, no. What did I do? educate me. Well, let's not upset the furry community here.
0: What is the furry?
1: A furry is um someone who dre- likes to dress up as an animal. Oh. In the furry community, a lot of people who like to they get a sexual pleasure out of dressing up as an animal. Oh, okay.
0: I didn't know if they called themselves furries. Yeah
1: nice that makes sense not all furries get a sexual grat- gratification some people, okay but like
0: they enjoy dressing
1: up as an animal yeah uh, oh. so. but a large portion of them do okay yes there is a large furry community community they have a furry con in dallas every year so, like, they one on yeah they had a fu- yeah. they had a furry episode yeah. and, like, there's really such a thing. yes there's really such a thing wow. is this gonna stay in the episode
0: <laughs> I, I think we're <laughs> I don't know where we're at <laughs> we've been recording forever
1: <laughs> uh, how many I think we only have like a couple well, we
0: parts. have like two uh one two three little paragraphs to go
1: okay there was almost an auto inaudible net nah, 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 dab. There was an almost inaudible huff as Derek settled, the bulk of his weight curled against his side, with his head resting on his paws over Styles. It kept Styles from being crushed at least, because Derek was immense in this form. It also allowed Styles to luxuriate in the comforting warmth of contact without the complication of the way Derek. As a man made him feel things he didn't want have a name for, didn't have time to try and discern. He felt limp with the tension and ache drained from him, with Derek's heat seeping into his bones. And though he could still feel the warm warning buzzing in his chest, his head urging him on, and the way from there, and away from there, he mostly just felt tired. It swept over him as fiercely inevitable as the ocean dragging him under just for a little while it drew back like a tide on the turn however all too quickly in a world no, the end <laughs> Well,
0: I mean, I don't have much to say. This was a good chapter. I wanna know what's in the mind sh- mineshaft. Is that what we call it? Mine shaft. Mineshaft. <laughs> to see if they're gonna find Cora and Isaac or something else. Do 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 something else in the mineshaft. But otherwise, I mean, I really just like their banter. They're getting way more comfortable with each other. So I think that's a key turning point for yeah. the story.
1: So next next chapter, we have uh episode 14. It's uh in the moonlight part 2. Well, we will find out what's in the shaft.
0: Yay. Okay. Awesome.
1: I think it's this is chapter 6 we're on, right?
0: Mhm. Yeah, we just started chapter 6. After
1: chap after chapter 15, we will be halfway through the story.
0: Episode 15.
1: Yeah. I mean episode 15 will be halfway through the story. And I believe chapter seven, Did we get eight. pivotal turning points. No, chapter seven, I believe is split up into three parts. Oh, okay. The, I know, um, I have separated this story into 30 parts. Okay. So chapter 15 is the halfway point. There will be 30 episodes
0: of oh, Radio Tower. Awesome.
1: Your radio Tower.
0: Gosh, I can't believe we're almost, we're like at that, almost halfway. What's going on with your hair there?
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> like a like a who from Whoville. <laughs> purple who?
1: Oh. Johnny changed their hair to purple from red.
0: I really dig this color. So- I like
1: it. I got the, it's the foxy, violet, or purple. Who? <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. This is Johnny. And this is Jeff.
0: Please join in on the conversation in our Facebook group, on um, the ships of
1: chaos. And, Go ahead. Yeah, we 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 welcome all conversation. You're welcome to post on the page, <clears throat> um, ask us questions, and. We will answer them. So maybe if you post something on the Facebook, we'll answer it in the podcast.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, we're getting awkward. (laughs) All right, good night, everyone. Have a good week, and we'll see you next Chaotic Thursday. See
1: you next Chaotic Thursday. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week.
0: We love any
1: reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook,
0: Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday.